Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We're focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna, a technology platform that enables managers or their companies to offer personalized employment. Our guest today is Kate Thoda. Kate is a seasoned leader with experience in tech, consulting, and healthcare most recently as the Vice President of Commercial Innovation and Operations at Sobe, an international biopharmaceutical company focused on rare diseases. Kate is often recognized for her ability to build rapport quickly to both motivate and inspire teams through change. Kate is also mom to two adorable girls who eventually will rule the world. Kate, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Jess. All right, it's time to get fresh, so let's dive in. Kate, my first question for you is how do you define the future of work? The future of work, I think, is, is really evolving. We have had a lot of changes in our world and then also in the way that we engage um, with each other as a company and, you know, for us with customers. So that's really been something that's accelerated the pace of change exponentially in the last year. I think about if the folks that we have in the field are going out to meet with customers, they used to do that in person, and that's definitely changed quite a bit. That evolution, I, you know, I think one thing that's really interesting too is the evolution leads to innovation. So where you were perhaps initially thinking, whoa, how are we going to sell in a virtual or remote world, you've now innovated to be able to do that uh, in a new way. So I, I think it's, it's, it's really been fascinating to learn about the different ways companies are approaching, approaching their, their future of work or their definition of it. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely, it's definitely something that has accelerated the pace of using digital you know, a lot of people talk about omni-channel, but really omni-channel means to, you know, to me, to us, definitely means how we meet customers where they are and how we make sure that we're really providing relevant educational content and things like that to the right yeah, people. Yeah, that's great. All right. So, so let's dream big for a moment. You can snap your fingers and this whatever this thing is will happen right away. But what would you want to change about work and life today that perhaps we haven't gotten there yet? Something that, that still hasn't happened. Um, besides more hours in the day. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. <laughs> besides more hours in the day. I remember when I was at Yahoo, our CEO at the time, um, we had several when, while I was there, but our CEO during that period of time um, was a woman named Carol Bartz, who also used to be the CEO of Autodesk. And I remember her giving a, a talk to a bunch of women at the company, female leaders, and she was asked how she balanced work and life. 
Um, and she described what what has stuck with me and she described what uh, what a perfect day would look like, um, a completely balanced day. And as she described it, she ended it with, and that's ridiculous, right? So um, the, being able to be with your kids, being able to be at work, being able to work out, like all of the things that you want to do in a completely balanced day. So I think one big thing is really how do we continue to support not just women, but, but men also, how do we support um, the thing that I would love to see change is how do we make sure that people have adequate time for being with their families, as well as really doing the things they love at work. I love my work life, but I also love my home life. So yeah. if I could snap my fingers, I would, I would, I would make it, make it just, you know, more, more sort of balanced in terms of um, in terms of the balance between work and home. Yeah, yeah. One of our uh, prior guests, uh, Michael Harden, shared that her son asked the question, Mom, why, why am I at school five days a week and I'm only with you two days a week? And her, her, so her answer was something similar to yours in that, like, maybe the four and three would be better or, like, you know, kind of split it down the middle to have more family time and more and, and work time uh, be more even. So I love it. Okay. From a fresh take standpoint, so thinking about freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness, which do you think is most pressing right now? It's, for me, it's probably a tie between empathy and resourcefulness. So as we're still in the middle of, you know, although things are much better than they were six months ago with the pandemic. It, we're still in the middle of a lot of people struggling with, with finding balance between work and life, figuring out you know, if jobs have been lost, figuring out um, what to do next. I think just in the world, having more empathy for each other and what everyone's dealing with in their personal situations is, is huge. But I think you know, also resourcefulness. So how do we reimagine how we're working together? How do we evolve the hybrid work model that we have right now to be to make it feel more like uh, what does a hybrid meeting look like? You know, that's evolved. What does a hybrid workshop look like that's evolved? Um, I, I think there's several times that you know people have tried different things with technology and it still feels clunky and it doesn't be in-person engagement, but um, but really the world has fundamentally shifted like forever um, it, and to be, to be different. So um, I think resourcefulness is a huge, a huge thing as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It, it has changed forever. It is. It's, it's interesting. Yesterday I was at an in-person event and it almost felt weird to be back in front of a lot of people and um, we're, we're, it's going to be an, an interesting balance for us as just humans to figure out how do we have our digital work life and then our in-person work life and, and what, how do we maximize both of them? So um, exactly. really interesting. You're a leader of a, of a pretty good sized team uh, at Sobe and you've led lots of teams in the past. So I'm really interested in your answer for this next question around just management, leadership. How do you think 
what, what would be your advice to other leaders right now and how they could best navigate the months ahead, figuring out what this new, new hybrid world is, but other things as well, you've touched on empathy and resourcefulness. What would, what would you share with managers as maybe one or two ideas that um, they could implement? I think, I think one thing is really understanding um, during this time when most offices have been closed and people have been working from home, what are things that your employees liked about that and didn't like about that? So I think it's a real opportunity for learning. Um, I have one person on our team who who's very introverted. And so the working from home experience has been great um, and has given her a lot more energy than, you know, than she had maybe being in the office and doing the commute every day. Um, so I think just leaning into really listening closely to what your employees have liked about this period of time and what they want to keep um, going forward. Um, and the other thing is how to be how to be inclusive in your approach. So I, you know, as you mentioned in the past, I've I've done a lot of work with onshore and offshore teams when I was at Yahoo when I was at Accenture. And it's actually, that has been very helpful in thinking about what remote work disbursement looks like. So when I was at Yahoo working with a team in Switzerland, Ireland, England, and India, all at the same time has come in really handy in thinking about what, how to, how to sort of balance the workload across the team. And I think also being really respectful of people's personal space. We can do back to back to back to back Teams meetings or Zoom meetings or whatever technology you use at your company, but, but really encouraging employees to carve out space to go pick up their kids at school, go get a coffee outside their house, you know, whatever, just really being leaning in, like we were talking about before, leaning into that empathy of what, what's really important for, for people in their personal life. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that last piece is really powerful around, and I refer to it pretty often as permission, just saying, mm -hmm. you have permission, go take that walk, go get that cup of coffee, because sometimes you do your best thinking in the moments where you've actually stepped away from your desk. So um, I'm curious to circle back a bit on the the leading the dispersed team, you referenced the, your Yahoo example. Is there a specific, really actionable or tactical thing that you could recommend there? Because I, I love the visual even that comes to my mind when you when you speak of balancing work across the team, you know, thinking about the different time zones. How how would you, you know, for someone who's never done that before, what would you what would you recommend as a as a way to get started in approaching that? I think it's like if you have an opportunity to to have some, you know, something that we did recently on our team is some more operational work having being done by an offshore team in India. So that when we come in in the morning, that it's like the reporting and data and things like that that we're using is, is ready to go. So that I think is super helpful in terms of just maximizing on time zones. But then, but then also, you know, we have two offices in the US, we have one in Canada for SOBI. So in between our offices, and even in terms of hiring, like making sure that we're hiring team members down in our Durham office and also hiring team members in our Waltham office, just so we have sort of an even split of the team across 
both locations to really just get diversity of thought and experience. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Okay, so my my final question, Kate, for you today is um, one company you admire for their fresh take. I think a lot of different software companies have really changed the way that they're thinking about offices. Um, I know that Viva, as as they moved into the pandemic, they very quickly, a lot of other Google, you know, a lot of other companies basically said, if, if you want to permanently work from home, that's fine. But Viva's really used it as a recruiting tactic to really talk about work from anywhere you can work from. Um, and I think that that's just really innovative to do that quickly and not spend a ton of time, you know, just like thinking about like, should we get rid of offices? Should we not? They have small offices for customer visits, but other than that, they're, they're open to working anywhere. And I just think that that's that kind of like quick, innovative thinking is really, is really cool. Yes, and certainly timely for sure. Very nice. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your perspectives today, Kate, on the future of work and leadership. Very much appreciate you taking the time and always great to see you. Thank you for having me on. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening and don't forget to stay fresh. Mm-hmm.